On today's episode of Hardwood Hot Takes, we are breaking down this past weekend's conference tournaments, breaking down the NCAA tournament bracket, and giving our predictions for each region. guys it is time we have a bracket how are we feeling very excited, very excited. yeah <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth tucker <laughs> yeah i mean uh i think this is you know we had a bracket last year but this is the first year we have a real bracket you know you get to see teams in all these different places obviously last year was just all in the indianapolis area so this feels back to normal you're going to see full fans. You're going to see, you know, teams that got draws ho- close to their home stadium and, you know, get the big crowds. And it's just going to be back to, to real March Madness, not the bubble like last year. Do you guys think that makes a big difference? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, we'll see teams with not home court advantages necessarily, but, you know, being close to the location or closer to the location than other teams in comparison to Indianapolis. So I think the, uh, that will definitely play into it. I heard a lot of people talking about how Providence fans are very excited to be in Buffalo, for example. So that's just one way that I think this will be different than last year. Definitely. I yeah, see people that you can go. <laughs> I, I see a couple other ones too with Kentucky and Indianapolis. That's not too far from there. And same thing with Duke and Greenville. That's only a couple hours from, uh, from Durham. So definitely a couple of these top teams got lucky, but there are some of them. That didn't necessarily get as lucky. I mean, you look at like a um, an Auburn who's in Greenville as well, which is, is not quite as close. That's more like six or seven hours from Auburn. So, you know, some of these seem definitely got the draw they wanted in terms of uh, location and others didn't. Yeah, what I'm loving about this, too, is just the fact that uh, good locations definitely help getting fans there. But it's also the fact that you know, fans couldn't really show up for a long time. So I think this is going to be one of the more well-attended tournaments for sure. So I'm really excited for that part. Yeah. I mean, I know that uh, I'm planning on heading down to uh, Greenville fingers crossed as Michigan state will play there both Friday and Sunday. I'm not planning on going down Friday because I want to kind of sit with a bunch of TVs, to watch all those first round games. But if they're able to take down Davidson, I'm definitely going to try to get down there to catch that Duke-Michigan State game. I think that's going to be crazy, but talk about location advantage, Duke and Greenville. Definitely be a lot of Duke fans there, but maybe we have a chance. Um, but with all that being said, we're going to get back to this bracket in a minute. But first, got to start with, happen- with what happened this past weekend, and we're going to break down these six Power Conference tournament champions. So I want to start in the ACC here where Virginia Tech took down Duke 82 to 67, a dominant performance there at the end of the game. And, you know, kind of definitely knocked Duke off that one line. As we can see, they're on the two and got Virginia Tech in the tournament because they were not a team that was going to make it. So I think that was definitely probably the biggest upset in the uh, in the power conferences. What did you guys think about that game? Yeah, I uh, I thought it was shocking to say the least. Uh, coming into the tournament, VT was not really on anyone's radar as a an upset a team that could upset their way uh, through a, a conference tournament. Um, I you know they've been on the bubble all year, so we definitely had that in mind. But uh, you know after the I guess their first game, they they played a Clemson team that's not had a great year and beat them in overtime. Uh, but then they took down Notre Dame and North Carolina, two teams that are 
you know, toward the top of the conference. And of course they beat Duke and what was shockingly a very dominant performance. Uh, Duke, I think, you know, they, they played in some hard fought games. They, they had a, I, I would say that they had a pretty good tournament given that they uh, really just survived and advanced on their way through. But, you know, and the NVT was just on too much of a surge for them to keep up. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling Duke, so I wasn't terribly surprised by the fact that they got taken down here. But Virginia Tech made a really strong run. They're playing high, high pressure, high intensity basketball, and they really took it to Duke. And honestly, I'm surprised by the margin the most in that game. Um, and the way Virginia Tech is playing, they're really not at the right time. So I'm loving the fact that they're in the tournament, and I think they have potential to make a pretty decent run considering their placement too. Yeah, I mean, and obviously Virginia Tech had Hunter Couture uh, drop seven threes for a total of 31 points. I mean, when you have a guy that's averaging 10 points on the season drop 30 in a game, you're most likely going to win that game. And uh, this marks two years in a row where a, uh, a a lower seed in the ACC has made a huge run and, and got a bid in the tournament. Obviously, we saw Georgia Tech do it last year. So definitely a lot more parity in the ACC in these past couple of years than there's there's been uh, in the past, whatever, 10, 15 years, you know, Duke, uh, UNC, Virginia have been dominating for a while and they're just not really there right now. Obviously, Duke's still up there with that two seed, but the other two kind of gone. Um, but moving on, we're going to go out west to the Pac-12 where Arizona took down UCLA 84 to 76. This one a little bit closer, um, but the favorite team won Arizona keeps their one seed. I think they would have kept it either way, but what did you guys have to take away from this game? Well, really from the tournament, I thought Arizona, it was a little scary at first when they played Stanford. That was a very good game. Um, Stanford gave them all they could handle, but of course that, uh, that didn't end well for them. But, you know, Arizona goes on a nice run to end the conference tournament. They win it as I think people expected they would, um, you know, just watching them play down the stretch. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think Benedict Matherin's one of the most dominant players in the country right now, and he's going to tear through at least the first couple rounds of these tournaments. This Arizona team is, is a team that definitely shocks some people, but I think, you know, now that we've we've gotten the end of the season, most people know who they are. There might be some, might be some casual fans who are like, really, Arizona's, you know, this one seed? I might see them getting upset, you know, but I think if you're someone who's watched college basketball this season, you know, this seems legit. Only three losses. A lot of those came earlier. One to Tennessee. They did have one late to uh, Colorado. The other one's uh, slipping my mind. But, I mean, when you only have three losses on the season and you play in a power conference, that's something scary for sure. Yeah, Arizona's looked good all season too. And, I mean, their game is definitely centered around their offense. Every single game that they win, it seems they're scoring a lot of points. So, the one thing I look out for this Arizona team is just how their offense will play because when they lost that game against Colorado later on in the season, it's kind of because their offense was failing and it ended up being more of a low scoring affair. And I think Arizona fails to win games when it is a lower scoring affair, but also impressed that UCLA made it to the final. Um, they're definitely one of the better teams in the Pac-12, but I was having my doubts about them for a minute and seeing them make that run makes me confident in the fact that they're a tournament team again. Yeah, I mean, that UCLA team, honestly, I took more away from them that game than I did Arizona. Obviously, they lost, but they looked really good. 
And I mean, you know, I was just watching that game and I'm like, dang, they really just have all the pieces that they had last year to make the final four. They have Hami Hawkes, they have Johnny Juzang. Those are the two guys that carried them to that final four and they have those guys again. Now, who knows if they're going to get the draws and the things they want. You know, I, I, I'm looking at the bracket right now. I don't love where they are necessarily, but that's not to say they don't have a chance to do it again for sure. Um, but moving on down to the Big 12, we had Kansas taking on Texas Tech. Another chalk game here with the one seed Kansas wins it. Um, but this was a good game overall. You know, Texas Tech fought pretty hard in this one. And honestly, there really wasn't, you know, a star from Kansas. I mean, McCormick had a good game with 18 points, but they the, the uh, scoring was kind of spread out. I mean, they had four guys in double figures in their uh, starters and one guy in double figures on their bench. And then they only had one other scorer. So five guys scoring double digits and one guy scoring two points. So it was really kind of just their core rotation, getting those points and kind of a team effort to get the win done, which is definitely something for those early games that I think is important. But when you see a team like this, there's not really one guy taking over. That makes me a little nervous later in the tournament. But I think for those early games, having core, having anyone who can score is definitely a good thing. What did you guys take away from this one? Well, Kansas, I think, overall had a very good tournament. Uh, they come in, they dominate that first-round game against West Virginia. TCU, of course, they had those two matchups back-to-back on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Um, and, you know, they, TCU played them well both times, but Kansas in the tournament, when they played TCU, won by 13. I was a little surprised they won by as much as they did. Uh, and then Texas Tech, you know, I, I, I wasn't super high on them going into this tournament, honestly, because – of the two upset losses they had against Oklahoma State and uh, TCU. But, um, I again, I thought Texas Tech did play a very good game, but ultimately Kansas and Bill Self did what Bill Self does best. Yeah, for sure. My big takeaway with both these teams is these were teams who were sort of seemingly, to me at least, not having the strongest finishes to their season. And they both come into the tournament, end up having a great tournament, and – uh, really, it just restores my faith in both these teams, and they're both looking really good. Obviously, Kansas being able to stay strong and have core guys who are able to get the job done is huge. And I'm a big fan of that personally because while stars are important, if you have people on your team who can get those points that you need to win the game consistently, and it can be a team effort, I think those teams tend to be really strong. Although later in the tournament, you do kind of need that star power. But really, for Texas Tech, this is a uh, a great way to sort of wrap up the end of non-March Madness play. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with the sentiment there that the Big 12 as a whole is kind of, you know, falling off towards the end of the season. But obviously, they still had two seat, two teams getting one seeds just because of the great body work both those teams put on earlier, earlier in the season. But I think both these teams, I don't want to see hobble to the finish, but definitely – Definitely didn't sprint through the finish line. Um, moving on over to the Big East, we had Villanova versus Creighton. Villanova took them down 54-48. to 48. And this was an ugly game. I mean, super low scoring, a lot of missed threes. I mean, Creighton shot 10.3% from three. Villanova shot 25%, but they shot 32 shots. So they missed 24 three-pointers and... Creighton missed 26 three-pointers. I mean, at one point, I believe it was was a Jim Nance, whoever the announcer was, was literally like going on a rant about how Steph Curry is like ruined the game and how these guys are just jacking up threes. I mean, it was like 20 to like 18 at halftime. I mean, this game was just ugly. Uh, what did you guys think about this one? 
Uh, well, Villanova, I think, had a pretty solid tournament. I think I expected them to win uh, the tournament, but it, it was tough for them. Uh, they only beat St. John's by one. They only beat UConn by three, and then they win this ugly one by six. So definitely a tough tournament for them. Creighton, I think, really proved that they can be a quality team of the tournament, potentially, by their big win over Providence that they had in the semis. Um, good fight, just couldn't get it done for them in the championship. Yeah, I definitely was going to bring up that Creighton win too. Um, I'm pretty high on these guys, and just the fact that they hung with Villanova too is pretty impressive. I think they're really a team to keep an eye on here going into the tournament. And the Big East just showed through its tournament that it is probably one of the most tough conferences right now and it just has a lot of really good parity uh with all teams competing with each other throughout every single game just about except for when Creighton did demolish Providence which that's a little ugly for Providence honestly looking towards tournament time yeah I think the thing that I took away from this game was was Colin Gillespie right this is a guy who got zero points in the first half his team's not scoring you know a lot of times when you have that you kind of get shy you stop shooting you get nervous Gillespie didn't do that. He ended up scoring 17 points, hitting a couple threes, and, you know, will this team to win this conference tournament? I mean, he's a veteran guy and not somebody that I uh, want to see on my path to the championship. But unfortunately for us, we probably will have to see them. Uh, Moving on, Iowa versus Purdue in the Big Ten. Iowa takes them down 75 to 66, makes a bit of a Cinderella run the tournament but honestly if you've been watching Iowa the past probably I would say the last two weeks the regular season they've really looked like the best team in the Big Ten and I mean they had a dominant win earlier in the conference tournament where they beat Northwestern by about 40 points I mean they've just been shooting lights out and this was a game where they really didn't shoot as well I mean only 28.6% from three, which is, is much lower than they normally shoot. So even in a bad game, they were able to take down a Purdue team who a couple weeks ago was looking like a one seed and, and fell down to the three line eventually. Um, good game from Jaden Ivey uh, with 20 points. Uh, Edie as well with 12 points and 14 boards. They didn't get a ton out of Travion Williams, got 13 points. and Oh, never mind. They kind of did. They got 13 points and 11 rebounds out of him, but I didn't feel like Travion Williams was his present. I, I never saw that box score. Um, Anyways, but for Iowa, Keegan Murray, 19 points, 11 rebounds. He's looking like one of the best players in the country. What did you guys take away from this one? Well, Iowa, of course, got into the top 25 at the end of the season, and they really just took off, uh, like you said, toward the end of the season and then also uh, in the conference tournament, you know, 30-piece Northwestern in the first round for them. Uh, get a double-digit win over a Rutgers team that's just been hard to tell what they've been up to really the last bit of the season. Take down a surging Indiana team on their way to the championship and then, of course, beat Purdue. Um, So that was good for Iowa. Um, Purdue, I think, will definitely – well, they are a high seed still, but um, it's – they'll be a tough outing. And I think Iowa potentially could be a team that we see go pretty far in the tournament. Yeah, I'm definitely liking Iowa here. Um, I just feel like this is a team that's really, you know, garnered a lot of momentum like you guys have talked about uh, in this last final stretch of the season. And really, it's to me, they feel like a team that it's really all – it's a team effort for them. They're a team that is a, honestly a team. 
And that's why I think they beat a team like Purdue because Purdue feels like they have a couple of guys who really show up out there, you know, like Edie. And uh, what I'm not hot on with Purdue is they have some height, but their guys aren't really chasing boards as well as other teams. Uh, I think this is a Purdue team that is good in a lot of areas, but their sort of inability to rebound as well as other teams and the inability to fight for those 50-50 boards just is really inhibiting Purdue, and they're not getting a lot of second chances. Yeah, I think Purdue's definitely a team that, uh, you know, you could see making a Final Four, but you could also see losing in first or second round. They're just kind of a team that's, got a lot of variables going on you know at their peak they're really good but at their lowest they're uh they're not I mean they're just an inconsistent team um but moving on to our Tennessee Volunteers in the SEC tournament Tennessee made a fantastic run to the championship um and honestly what was a little bit of a cakewalk taking down Mississippi State by 13 Kentucky by 7 and A&M by 15 I mean, I think I, I believe I saw a stat. So Tennessee during the entire tournament was only trailing for a minute and 12 seconds the entire tournament and had a double digit lead for most of that. I believe they had a double digit lead during halftime of every game may have been nine for Mississippi State. But either way, they pretty much had a double digit lead the whole time and kind of just cakewalked to a championship where where they beat up on a Texas A&M team, beating them 65-60, a huge game. From Vescovy and Chandler, 17 and 14 respectively, as well as Josiah James getting 16 and hitting three threes. Uh, team shot 42.9% from three. And, I mean, when you're hot like that, you're going to be hard to beat, especially when the other team's only shooting 20% from three and 30% from the field. Um, I mean, this Tennessee team looks as good as they have all year. They're peaking at the right time, but they're getting no respect. What do you guys think? Um, well, I agree. They are getting no respect. Uh, as someone that's watched a lot of Tennessee sports over my lifetime, I would say that this is one of the few moments in which I can say that we cruise to the top without a whole lot of drama, which is something that doesn't happen very often. Um, the, uh, the defensive results, I think, were pretty impressive as well. Only giving up 62 uh, at max. Uh, is pretty impressive. Very stout defensive effort from Tennessee. Um, I hate this for Texas A&M, though. I got to be honest. Uh, they uh, they had a great tournament. Let's be honest. They they take down Florida in overtime off a crazy shot, uh, and then they they beat the number one seed in the conference and in a game where they led the whole way pretty much, and they blow out Arkansas. They just happened to run into a brick wall against Tennessee. And they had a solid record, but somehow that wasn't enough to suffice. So I, I just really hate this one for AM, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that stretch they had in the middle of the season where they lost 9-10, I think, is what hurt them. I mean, obviously, they've been hot recently, but when you have a team that lost eight games in a row and 9-10, it's going to be hard to put them in as an at-large. I mean, especially when you look at a team like a Michigan, who I don't necessarily love being in a tournament, but I really do think they've had some better wins and been a bit more consistent I mean, you look at even these teams on the bubble, like a Rutgers or an Indiana, they've just had better wins. And, you know, they have a lot of losses, but those teams never really had that much of a dead spot. I mean, I think that hole in the middle of your season just kind of nulls everything else. 
Yeah, I can get that. But at the same time, Texas A&M, I'm sorry. I love you guys. That was a great run. I feel I feel like they deserve to be in, even though they did have that sort of dead zone in the middle of the season. Because if you look at uh, some of the other teams that went out, uh, Notre Dame had – Notre Dame, they got in, and they had a fairly easy schedule, and they didn't really pick up any impressive wins. And one of the stats I was seeing that was Texas A&M had a good few Q1 wins, and – they were honestly looking like a better team than Notre Dame. So I'm not a huge fan of them not getting the bid, but I definitely can see the logic in them not getting one, but still feel really bad for them. But going back to sort of the Tennessee side of things, it was a great tournament for Tennessee all around. And really I was impressed by Josiah Jordan James throughout the tournament. He really showed up big in ways he hadn't necessarily showed up during the season. He was great in the regular season, but uh, he really lit it up most games in the conference tournament. And honestly can say that this Tennessee team uh, seems legit and they really looked impressive. And I've been very impressed throughout. Obviously the defense has been, performing at a peak level and so far it looks like our offense has been able to pick up the slack too agreed and i want to talk a little bit more about that disrespect where tennessee was placed here in this tournament and that draw and with that i'm gonna i'm gonna roll us into our next segment where we're just gonna each kind of talk about our teams you know how we feel about their draw so that is uh tennessee for kind of all of us but tucker is the biggest tennessee fan Michigan State for me and Boise State for Dominic. So Tucker, why don't I let you take the lead on on what happened with Tennessee getting that three seed? Well, I think Tennessee was definitely deserving of higher. Uh, of course, they placed as the number two team in the SEC tournament, and then of course they went on to win it. So, and it feels like the SEC has been a, a great conference all year. So you would think that that would give you at least a one or a two, but. Auburn and Kentucky are still ahead of Tennessee in the seating, which I think is kind of crazy considering Tennessee won three of those four matchups, even though two of them were at home. But Kentucky still being in a neutral site is a big win. And then I think, honestly, Tennessee would have beaten Auburn in the SEC tournament because, you know, let's face it, Auburn's fallen off a little bit. So definitely disrespected, but I think that keeps the Vols hungry. So that's that's a benefit. Um First round matchup, they got Longwood, which is they they've been a pretty impressive mid major this year. I got to be honest. So they, I think Tennessee will win that game. It it could be one of those mid majors that just you know randomly happens to challenge you, because that is that is how March goes. But I think Tennessee can win that one. A second round matchup would be colorado state or michigan now colorado state i i don't love them in this matchup for some reason i don't have anything against them i just feel like michigan's a team that is somewhat unpredictable at times again i don't really think they should be in the tournament especially being like two games above 500 i I don't think they should be but tennessee i think can beat whoever they play out of that one uh sweet 16 it would be any, anybody from Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago, Villanova, Delaware, that part of the bracket. Honestly, I think the most logical team that we would have to play against would be Villanova because I, I like Loyola to beat Ohio State. I really do. Ohio State, Dom, you've said it a hundred times. We hate them right now. Um, exactly, we, man. We, we <laughs> don't know what to think about them. And I think Loyola Chicago can definitely be a team that beats them. I mean, you can't go against the power of Sister Jean in that one. Um, of course, I don't really think Delaware's got much of a chance against Villanova. Uh, so I, I think that one's pretty cut and dry. 
Um, Villanova against Loyola Chicago. I, I, I know better than to pick against Jay Wright. I feel that way with Sister Jean too, but I, I've got to go with Villanova in that one. Um, and then that would leave Tennessee and Villanova to play each other in the Sweet 16. I think, I think Tennessee can get them back for what happened in November. I think that's going to be a fueling factor for Tennessee in this one. So definitely keep an eye on that matchup if it happens. I think it will. Um, outside of that, the most likely team they would play if they were to make the Elite Eight, I would say is probably between Arizona and Illinois. I would probably take Arizona to make it to that one. And it, of course, it, it's all tough at that point. You never know. You don't exactly know who's going to get to that that point in the bracket. But I, I honestly don't see Tennessee making it past the Elite Eight. To tell you the truth, I think they're they're more than capable of getting there. It's just it's going to be hard to beat a one seed or a two, whoever you play at that point. Yeah. So I actually I do like Tennessee's draw here. I mean, obviously feeling a little jaded about them not getting a two seed. But, uh, I mean, I don't know too much about Longwood. If Tennessee's going to lose to a 13 seed, they suck anyway, so who cares? You know, you're going to get them in a major draw. It is what it is. Um, they're most likely, I think, going to play Michigan in the second round. I don't love Colorado State as a six. Uh, I think Michigan got bailed out. Michigan should have been the first four, so they, they've really got lucky here. But they're going to run into a hot shooting Tennessee team, and I, I can't see Michigan winning that game. Uh, then they're going to most likely run into Nova, like you said. And, I mean, this is a team that they lost to earlier, but a team that's kind of struggled offensively as of late, like I said, scoring 54 in the championship. And with a great defensive team like Tennessee, it's definitely possible. And then Arizona, another team that we already saw them beat. So don't mind the draw, but feel a little jaded about the seed. Yeah, honestly, I I love where we got put in this bracket because I think we have – I think every game that Tennessee is going to play in this tournament, they can win. And not to say that they will. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but this is a team that I really feel can win every single game that they're playing in. Um, so I, I honestly like this for them, although we really did deserve that two seed, but honestly looks pretty good for Tennessee here. And uh, after having to conquer a Villanova team, uh, we would probably see Arizona again. We did beat them at the start of the season. So it would be really interesting to see a, rematch there i'd love to watch that game yeah so decent draw for tennessee uh i'll hop into my team now which is michigan state uh they get a draw against davidson over in the west region um i mean davidson is is a good team and i mean this 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 draw though just makes me think the ncaa tournament's rigged i mean davidson has a player in foster lawyer who played for michigan state for three years was mr basketball in michigan just transferred out Oh, here you go. You guys are playing storyline. Guess what? If we beat Davidson, we have Duke. Coach K versus Izzo could be Coach K's last game, hopefully. Um, I mean, they're drawing storylines. I don't mind the draw. I mean, this Michigan State team's a seven seed, so they were going to have to play a Duke, a Kentucky, an Auburn, or Villanova. I mean, there's not an easy draw there. I actually don't mind Duke as far as the, uh, the two seeds go. I'd rather play Duke than Kentucky or Auburn or Villanova, honestly. I think Duke's the worst of the two seeds, so don't mind that there. Davidson, I don't love as the 10 draw. I think there's definitely some worse 10 seeds, but I think if we can take down Davidson, Duke would probably be the team we'd have the best chance to beat. So, like I said, don't mind the draw. And, I mean, this is a Michigan State team that made a decent run in their Big Ten tournament, you know, did better than I expected for sure. Obviously would have loved for them to beat Purdue and have a chance against Iowa in that championship game. 
that may have been able to bump them up to a six and give them a little bit of better draw against a three seed. But we'll take that seven, and I think Michigan State, you know, has a good chance to at least make the round of 32 and maybe a sweet 16 if they have a good game against K. Um, Dom, let's hop in to your squad here, Boise State. They have that eight seed draw against number nine Memphis up in the top of the bracket there. Yeah, this is pretty rough for Boise State. And honestly, I'm more upset about this than I am Tennessee getting the three seed. This is incredibly more ridiculous than that. And the reason why is because look at Colorado State. Uh, They got the six seed. Boise State wins the Mountain West regular season and they win the conference tournament. Why in the world are you going to put a team who did not win either above the team that did and has an incredible record to back it up. I, like Boise State had a little bit of a rough stretch in the first part of the season, but it's absolutely ridiculous that they are seated below a team that they performed better than like in their own conference. I don't, I don't understand that at all personally. I get that Colorado State's a good team; they've looked good all year, but it's ridiculous to me. And what's even worse is the fact that. Uh, I believe San Diego State, another team out of the Mountain West, got the same seeding as Boise State. Yeah, they're also an eight seed. Um, really don't know why BSU got uh, gypped on their seed here. It's pretty ridiculous. And, I mean, it gives them a horrible bracket. Uh, <laughs> as much as I love this team, and they have looked great, and they're playing the best basketball I've ever seen Boise State play, it's ridiculous though. I mean, we have to play Memphis and Memphis has been pretty decently hot. So f- coming into the end of the season and it, in that matchup, I'm honestly going to lean towards Boise state because I know them better and Memphis has looked inconsistent and Boise state's been a lot more consistent towards the end of the season, but that's going to be a tough game right off the bat. And then we obviously would probably end up playing Gonzaga and I, I can't see Boise state beating Gonzaga. Gonzaga has looked good and i i feel like gonzaga even if they tend to fail later on in the tournament they always clean up at least going into the sweet 16 elite eight so i don't really see a path for boise beyond that and i mean if we do get anywhere beyond that we'd run into a pretty tough arkansas team more than likely maybe yukon team it's a really ugly draw for boise state and i'm really not a fan of the committee right now with what they've done to boise state what they've done to texas a&m what they've done to tennessee really not a fan yeah i mean i i think as far as a first round matchup go i think you guys actually got a better draw than Colorado State. I would rather play Memphis than Michigan because I think Memphis is, isn't as tested. They're a little more inconsistent. Michigan's a little hungrier. They're that brand name. It's in Indy against Michigan. They're going to bring so many fans. Colorado State's going to have no one there. I just don't see Colorado State winning that game. And I think Boise State is a much better chance. I mean, it's in Portland, so they're going to have more fans than Memphis for sure. So they do have a chance to win that one, but obviously you're riding the Gonzaga, and that's it's going to be the end yeah. of the road for you. But, I mean, even, you know, think if you were in Colorado State were switched, you'd uh, you'd run into Tennessee, and that would probably not work out too well for you either, and it'd definitely be, be a bit of a moral conflict there for you. <laughs> yeah. Either way, um, though, I mean, they they did deserve the better seating, no matter what their road looks like. I, that's my only qualm. I think we did get probably the best first round matchup we could have helped for, but still not too happy that we got disrespected like that. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, so let's move on. You know, we've kind of looked at a couple of our teams and where they're sitting in this bracket, but I kind of want to take a look at this thing as a whole. 
So we're kind of just going to go region by region, you know, not going to break down every matchup or anything. We'll kind of just get a consensus about it. So we're going to start up here in the top left corner, the West bracket, where we have Gonzaga, Georgia State, Boise State, Memphis, Yukon, New Mexico State, Arkansas, Vermont, Alabama, the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame, Texas Tech, Montana State, Michigan State, Davidson, Duke, and then Cal State Fullerton. Obviously, Gonzaga and Duke being the top teams. I think, you know, I'll give, you know, my quick spiel on this. I think this is Gonzaga's bracket to win. Um, I don't see really any huge runs or upsets going on. Um, I, I do, you know, as a Michigan State fan, hope that Michigan State can get that Duke upset. But other than that, you know, maybe that Rutgers Notre Dame one, they make a little run. But I do think the uh, the Sweet 16 is going to be pretty chalky in that region. And I think it's Gonzaga's region to lose by far. I think, you know, this is a region where everyone in that region, they're, they're going to lose other than Gonzaga. I just don't, don't see it happening. I think Coach K's career comes to an end somewhere within that region. I don't see them getting out. What do you guys think? I definitely like the Zags to win this region. I, I just don't see a way they can lose, you know, any time before the Elite Eight, to tell you the truth. Um, as far as upsets go, um, I, I, I like that Rutgers and Notre Dame winner going and beating Alabama. Alabama has just been such a hard team to read this year. They, they beat Georgia in the same week – or, excuse me, they beat Baylor in the same week that they lost to Georgia. So – um that that just tells you a little bit a little bit about that team so I think that is the only upset that I see right away I don't really have a great upset radar I will admit so there there could definitely be something happen that I just completely whiff on here but you know I think I think Duke and Texas Tech each will make it pretty far probably meet each other in the Sweet 16 um and I think I think Duke will come away with that win for some reason. It it, it could honestly go either way. Um, the only other, I guess, kind of upset I could see right now is UConn taking down Arkansas. I don't know what exactly happened to Arkansas in that game against Texas A&M, but they definitely hit a brick wall. So I think they'll beat Vermont in the first round. But other than that, I, I think UConn can definitely win this game. Yeah, yeah I'm really I, inclined to. Uh, you go ahead. I could definitely see that happening now. I don't know how much of an upset that really is. I think, you know, UConn's probably at a better end of the season than Arkansas. I mean, I, I don't know. You could say 5-4 is an upset, but I could definitely see that happening, how much an upset that is, though. Yeah, I'm really inclined to agree with both you guys here, uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, and the only team I really see making any kind of run that would be a little bit shocking is Michigan State. They are just that team in March, and I really – I, I see him beating Duke. Honestly, I'm not – I really don't care for this Duke team right now, especially after getting kind of torn apart in the ACC championship. I mean, I think this Duke team has just showed that when the pressure is hot, they can't really perform as well as they would like to. And honestly, they played in a really weak ACC conference. I don't really see Duke making it past the round of 32 – uh, and that's my boldest prediction there. But, yeah, I completely agree with the Rutgers or Notre Dame beating Alabama. Alabama just hasn't looked great, uh, just markedly inconsistent throughout the season. Doesn't They're just a team that I feel like doesn't have that drive to win the same way a lot of the other teams do. And, yeah, Arkansas, I think, could end up having some – 
rough things happening to them, even though they have been great. Uh, they did run into that brick wall and I think that could really set them back mentally and they might not be able to recover from that. Yeah. Like I said, this is Gonzaga's region to lose and fingers crossed Duke's going to lose here somewhere. And I can't wait for that day that coach K's career is done and Duke loses prematurely ends on a bad note. Going to be awesome. Maybe Cal state Florida's going to be the one to do it. That would be the greatest night of my life. Uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on to the East. We have Baylor's region where we have Baylor, Norfolk State, North Carolina, Marquette, St. Mary's, the winner of Wyoming and Indiana, UCLA, Akron, Texas, Virginia Tech, Purdue, Yale, Murray State, San Francisco, Kentucky, and St. Peter's. And this right here, this is the region of brand names. I mean, you see teams like Baylor, North Carolina, UCLA, Kentucky. I mean, these are blue blood you know, that's one, two, three blue bloods. And then last year's reigning champion, along with a big name in Purdue, Virginia Tech. I mean, this is just the, the bracket of names. And I, I think this is an interesting one. I mean, Baylor, in my opinion, is definitely the weakest one seed. So there's definitely some parity there. Now, do I see him losing to a UNC? Probably not. I think UCLA definitely has a shot there. Um, down on the bottom. Obviously, a Kentucky team who, in our opinion, I, I think we all agree should be the three and Tennessee should be the two. But I actually think Kentucky is a bit of a worse draw here. I mean, you have to play a tough Murray State team who lost only two games the entire season. Then you're either taking on a hot Virginia Tech team that won the entire uh, ACC or you're taking on a number three Purdue team who just made the Big Ten championship. And then, you know, you play a weaker one seed than we would have to play in a Baylor. But if it stays chalky, I think Kentucky definitely has a tough draw there. Um, I do see them coming out of this region, however, because I think if they um, can take down Purdue or Virginia Tech or Texas or whoever they play there, I think they beat Baylor. But with that being said, I really think kind of whoever comes out of that bottom side is going to beat Baylor. So if that, whether that's Kentucky or Purdue, I think probably the winner of that 2-3 matchup is the one who's going to get that final four spot. I'm just not super confident in Baylor. Uh, I actually think I have Baylor making it into my final four, maybe even into the championship. Um, I think they have proven, even with the injuries all season, that they are a very tough team to have to go against night in and night out. So I actually really like Baylor to win this one. I, I don't I don't know why, but I, I just can't see Kentucky uh, making it into the Final Four for some reason. Purdue, I think, will go on a deep run. Uh, so I think, I think they look good. UCLA, I think UCLA could definitely test Baylor. Um, so I think that's one to keep an eye on as well. Um, as far as upsets go, uh, I think this Wyoming-Indiana winner versus St. Mary's could be an interesting one to watch. I think St. Mary's is a good team, but Indiana definitely had a great Big Ten tournament, so I think they'll be a team to watch out for. Wyoming, I'm not – I don't know a ton about Wyoming, but I, they've been ranked for, I think, a decent amount of this year, so I think they could definitely take down St. Mary's as well. And I think one of the bigger upsets – or upset potentials in this region is the Texas Virginia tech game. We all saw what Virginia tech did in that uh, ACC tournament, just went on a crazy run, won, won the whole thing. And now they're in as an 11 seed. That's the kind of 11 seed you don't want to see in your side of the bracket, Texas. They, they just got put out by TCU in the first round. I, 
I think Texas is a quality team, but I I don't see them going very far in the tournament. Yeah, Texas has been good, not great. So I'm very much inclined to agree that Virginia Tech will pull that one off. And for me, I personally see Virginia Tech beating Purdue too, because I Purdue just hasn't been a team I've been too ecstatic about. Um, I just feel like their rebounding isn't great. They don't they don't play as gritty as some of these other teams, and I think their game is just so offense focused that I feel like they're too. They're too streaky. They're too based on streaks. Like, I just, I feel like Virginia Tech will play a harder game than them. But yeah, um, Baylor, I do, I do agree that they're going to make it pretty far because this has been a team that proven that they are pretty consistent. And honestly, as much as I have hated on Kentucky for the past little while, I feel like their path is pretty good here. I feel like these are all good matchups for Kentucky because I feel like Shibwe is going to be able to kind of steamroll over all these teams because I don't I don't really see any of the teams that they could potentially go up against having an answer for him and being able to stop Kentucky down low. And that's why I'm actually pretty high in Kentucky coming out of this region. Um, and as far as other types of uh, runs and upsets, I am actually feeling St. Mary's. I feel like they could, I feel like they're going to win. They are favored to win their first round matchup, but I think they're going to beat UCLA too. Uh, I just, UCLA has proven that they are a good team, but I really liked that St. Mary's win over Gonzaga and it has me pretty excited for seeing what they will do in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, St. Mary's has had some success there. But I think my one thing is I just don't love them playing against what I think is going to be an Indiana team that uh, has a chip on its shoulder. You know, obviously a team that used to be a blue blood and now kind of just has fallen off. But, you know, they have a great player in in Trace Jackson Davis. And I just think they're a team that that has more experience than St. Mary's team and, you know, has played a lot tougher competition this season. So I just don't really see St. Mary's, but I definitely agree with your sentiment there in Kentucky. I think they're the best team in this region. I think they're better than Baylor. Um, but moving on to the top right of the bracket, we have the South region with Arizona taking on the winner of Wright State and Bryant, Seton Hall, TCU, Houston, the UAB Blazers, Illinois, Chattanooga, Colorado State, Michigan, Tennessee, Longwood, Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago, Villanova, and Delaware. So obviously Arizona, number two overall seed, um, winning 31 games and only losing three on the season, being a very hot team, a Nova team who's also looked very good this season there in the bottom than our own squad of Tennessee there in the middle. I think this one is very top-heavy. I don't see a lot of teams upsetting. I, I think this one's going to be fairly chalky. When it gets farther, I could see a couple first rounds, but I think as this one gets farther, you're pretty much going to see Arizona and Tennessee or Arizona and Villanova. I don't I don't really see anything else happening, but I could be wrong. What do you, what do you guys have here? I actually do. I'm gonna let you guys go first, but I do have one one sleeper pick I want to mention here, one kind of Cinderella pick here. Okay, so I I definitely agree with you that I think the top will emerge toward the end of the region play. Um, I definitely think that there are some upsets in this side of the bracket that I really like. Um, 
Seton Hall and TCU first off. Eight nines aren't really that much of an upset, um, but I, I really like the way TCU has been playing. I think they can definitely beat Seton Hall. The potential is there for that one. Um, next, I like the 5-12 upset in this. Uh, Houston, they've played well all season, but I feel like they've, you know, they, they've struggled at times in situations when they have to play a really good team. Uh, UAB has been one of the better mid-majors this season, one of the more notables. So I think I can definitely see the 12 seed getting an upset over the five. Um, outside that, Colorado State, Michigan, we've talked about a good bit. Um, I, I do like Michigan in this one, even though I really don't think they deserve to be in the tournament. Um, I, I don't really see Colorado State winning this one. Uh, and then the 7-10, as we mentioned earlier as well, Ohio State and Loyola Chicago. Uh, Ohio State is pretty much the Alabama of the North right now. You, you just can't you just can't read them. Uh, so I've got Loyola Chicago winning this one. I guess I'll jump in here. Sorry, my internet dropped out, so I missed what you guys said. But um, I did catch the end of what you were saying there, Tucker, with uh, Ohio State and Loyola, and I definitely agree that Ohio State, they've looked ugly. Um, I, I hate them. <laughs> I don't like this Ohio State team. I think they're just a team that you, you can't figure out what's going on with them. And uh, I do remember earlier on you guys talking about Michigan, Colorado State. And honestly, I, as much as I hated on Colorado State, I feel like Colorado State is going to beat out Michigan here just because I think Colorado State has, I think they're hungrier than Michigan because when you're a team coming from the Mountain West, you naturally play with a chip on your shoulder because people really uh, have disrespected the Mountain West this year. Um, not a lot of people have been paying attention to it. And the Mountain West sent three, uh, potentially four teams, uh, for what Wyoming wins their game. Um, so I feel like Colorado State has the edge there. Um, I also, in this side of the bracket, um, I'm not huge on Illinois. Um, I just feel like they're another team who has been inconsistent. They've looked great at points, but their greatness has been marked with some awkward losses at home that I'm not a huge fan of. And I think that Houston could have a good chance of beating them. Yeah. So I have, I have two upsets I'm picking in, in this one, uh, one of them being Loyola. I mean, I think that's kind of going to be the most popular upset in this entire bracket. If we're being honest, I think it's Ohio state just hasn't looked good. To end the season, a Loyola has just been that name. You know, even casual fans have just seen, you know, every year they're always doing something. Now, obviously, Porter Moser's gone, but Drew Valentine's taken the team under his wing, and they've done a good job. So I do think they're going to be able to do that. And then who knows? Maybe they take down Nova. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think they have a better chance to take down Nova than, uh, than Ohio State. And I do have one more, but it's my biggest – Cinderella sleeper pick of the entire tournament. So we're saving that for a segment later. Uh, moving on to the Midwest, bottom right corner of the bracket, we have Kansas playing the winner of Texas Southern and Texas AM, then San Diego State, Creighton, Iowa, Richmond, Providence, South Dakota State, LSU, Iowa State, Wisconsin, Colgate, USC, Miami, Auburn, and Jacksonville State. Now, I actually think. As far as a one, two, three, four punch, I think this is the strongest in my opinion. This Kansas team is really good. This Auburn team, they faltered at the end of the season, but if they're playing to their fullest, they're a one seed caliber team. 
the three seed in Wisconsin, again, was another team that kind of faltered towards the end of the season. But in the middle of the season was playing some of the best basketball in the country. The four seed being um, that Providence team has been one of the hottest teams in the country. Again, another team that's kind of faltered towards the end of the season. See a little trend here. Teams that, you know, have looked really good, been some of the best teams, but have kind of trailed off. And then I'm going to throw in a bonus there, that number five, Iowa, who is pretty much the opposite of those teams. They're one of the hottest. And that's kind of going to be my my thing here. I think those those other teams have been really strong, but if they can't get hot like they did earlier in the season, you know, if they keep on the trajectory they're on, they're not going to be able to do it. So I really think Iowa and Kansas are kind of my two favorites in this bracket. And I have those two teams meeting in the Sweet 16, and I really think whoever wins out of that Sweet 16 matchup is who's going to make the final four out of this bracket. I have Wisconsin and Auburn down there as the other one, and I, I don't think either of those teams beat either Kansas or Iowa. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that one. I've got – I think I have that exact matchup, uh, both of them in the Sweet 16. Uh, so I, I definitely like the way Iowa's playing right now. Uh, they're going to be a tough outing for anybody. They're very hot right now. Kansas, I think, has picked up the groove a little bit, so I think they will – whoever wins that one does likely go to the final four uh, Wisconsin and Auburn. I, I, I like Wisconsin right now, but I, I think once they run into Kansas or an Iowa, uh, they will, I, I don't think they can do it, unfortunately. And then Auburn, I, I do like Auburn to get to the sweet 16. I think their draw is actually pretty good uh, up until that point. Um, you know, obviously a 15 seed Jacksonville state, which by the way is the third best team in their conference. They did not. They didn't even play in their. They didn't even play in their conference championship game. So, that's interesting. And uh, the SC Miami game. You know, I, I think USC wins that one. Miami, I just didn't look think looked very impressive in the ACC tournament. USC, as we expected, you know, made it to the semifinals of the Pac-12. So I think they'll definitely win that one. I don't see them beating Auburn though for some reason. Uh, as far as upsets go, uh, I guess you could call this one San Diego State and Creighton. Um, Creighton is a team that I really liked in the Big East tournament. Uh, obviously, that big win over Providence is definitely something to keep an eye on with them. Uh, so I, I like them to beat San Diego State. Um, speaking of Providence, uh, I like the 13 over four in this one between Providence and South Dakota State. Yeah, I wanted to point that out as well. I, I was thinking that as well. I think San yeah. Diego State or Sorry, South Dakota State is, is a good team. And, I mean, Providence, if they play like they did earlier, they kill them. But if Providence plays like they've played as of late, South Dakota State takes them down. Yeah, I don't love Providence in this matchup, especially, you know, I, I feel like at the end of the season they've fallen off just a little bit. Uh, and South Dakota State hadn't lost a game since December. That's, that is just That's crazy. crazy. Um, so I, I like this one a lot. Um Another one that I think could potentially happen is LSU and Iowa State. Now, I, I, don't, I didn't really love either of these teams' outings in their conference tournaments. L Iowa State got 30-piece by Texas Tech. Um, but LSU, I, I thought, looked very unimpressive in the SEC tournament as well. They, it looked like they were going to cruise against Missouri, but they just made some mistakes down the stretch, and I, that game just ended a lot closer than it should have. And then I just felt like they – they lost their way a little bit against Arkansas. They started off nicely, but then I think the last couple minutes of the half, they just they just struggled in that game. And then the second half, they just they just never had a, a way to get back in it. So I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on. I really think it could go either way. 
but yeah, that's my thoughts on that bracket. Yeah, pretty tough region overall. Um, and I'm actually feeling Kansas in this region, to be honest, because they in the tournament they did uh, pick it back up again and had a good outing. And I think that they're sort of back on the right track that they were at the start of the season. And so I definitely see them uh, advancing pretty far. And obviously that Iowa team is going to be tough. Creighton too, I think they definitely do beat San Diego State. Uh, as much as I cheer for Mountain West teams, Creighton looked incredible in the Big East tournament. And San Diego State, while playing uh, in the final against BSU, uh, they just have looked mostly average throughout the season, especially compared to some of the San Diego State teams we've seen in the past. Also really hot on that South Dakota State pick against Providence. Providence has, their wins have been somewhat shaky. And even if they do play a good game, South Dakota State has had one of the top offenses in the country. They've looked incredible. Also on board with the, Ohio, the Iowa State over LSU pick. Um, LSU just hasn't looked good. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they just fire their coach? Yes. Yeah, they did. I think, the, I think that could go one of two ways, though, honestly. I mean, this team could fall apart because they don't have their coach, so they could really rally, you know, on that fact. You know, I, you know, we've seen that with some other teams. When a coach leaves, they kind of rally behind that, that new interim head coach and win a game or two. So I could really see that going two ways. So I actually, I actually don't mind um, LSU to win that game, but I think either way, the winner of that game can't beat Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wisconsin's definitely going to be – a tough team here to be and I do I do see Wisconsin and Auburn playing but I definitely see Wisconsin taking the cake there because Auburn while being great at some points in the season I'm just not convinced that they can play in a tough game and win yeah so that is the uh the bracket there um super excited to be able to just watch all these matchups you know see how wrong we are and everything we just said and and we'll get to break all that down next week um so now let's kind of you know take it all together as a whole and i think we're going to each give our champion our dark horse final four so that's kind of like a you know like a three to like an eight seed we think it's going to make a run and then we're going to pick our cinderella that's going to be a 13 seed or worse that we think can make a sweet 16 so i'm going to go ahead and start it off i said let's start with let's start with the dark horse team so i'm going to start my dark horse team to make a final four run is going to be Iowa. I think at the five seed, they're incredible value. I think they win their first round matchup against Richmond easily. I think they beat Providence or, or South Dakota state fairly easily. Then I think they have a absolute rubber match against Kansas in the sweet 16. And I think the winner of that matchup is going to go to the final four. Like I said earlier, so I really like Iowa as my dark horse final four team. I am agreeing with you on that one wholeheartedly. Um, I have them projected to go to my final four in my bracket as well. Um, Richmond, I, I again, I don't think they really stand a chance in that one, Richmond. Uh, and then I have them playing South Dakota State in the second round. And I think I, I think Iowa's just going to be too much for them, too hot. Uh, so I, I really like Iowa on that one. And if they were to have to play Providence, I don't like Providence much right now either. So – uh, definitely picking Iowa either way in that one. Uh, Kansas, you know, I think will be a tough one. I definitely think that one could go either way. But right now, I just I just like the way Iowa's playing. Uh, and then I've got uh, 
I've got the Wisconsin and Iowa matchup in the final four, or excuse me, Elite Eight. Uh, and I think I think Iowa is definitely capable of winning that one. So I'm big on Iowa for sure. Yeah, Dom, yeah, who do you pick. have? Oh, sorry. Uh, you're good, man. Um, the Iowa pick, I'm honestly inclined to agree with you guys, but uh, thank you. All right, we got we bit. got we got a little little diversity here. Who you got as your yeah, sleeper? Yeah. You know what? You're gonna love this one, Keegan. I'm going with Michigan State. I believe in Izzo, and I think I, I don't think their path is that bad there. I really don't because they're gonna run into Duke, and yeah, I'm not huge on Duke right now. Um, no, I mean I think and, I think that Duke game is kind of the the kind of biggest barrier there and i think yeah duke i mean we we play a texas tech team who's good but you know michigan state might be out for blood there obviously we lost them in the final four two years or two seasons ago three years ago so i think this michigan state team be hungry against that texas tech team and they haven't looked as good um but the only thing i'm gonna disagree with you on i just don't see them getting past gonzaga yeah, I mean, that is the toughest one for sure. I'm not sure they can do it. I honestly project Gonzaga going over. But if I were to pick a more shocking team to get to the Final Four, because honestly, I do see the top seeds uh, doing quite well in this tournament. Um, I mean, for my legitimate Final Four, I'm thinking it's probably going to be, you know, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Kansas, uh, and the likes of those teams. But um, if... If Michigan State gets hot against Duke and they pick up that win against Texas Tech, I think they can push that momentum hard into Gonzaga. And I think there's just a slight chance they edge that game out on a squeaker, like they get it into overtime somehow. And I that's really their only hope. But I just think that they are the most likely team out of uh, anyone besides Iowa, I would say. Yeah, well, thank you for your uh, your vote of confidence there. I don't know if I should take that as a blessing or a curse there. You know, if, if we uh, we lose to Davis in the first round, you're going to be hearing some mean things from me. Um, but with that being said, so we got Iowa and Michigan State as our as our two sleepers, which, you know, is not unexpected for me. I think the Big Ten's kind of been the deepest conference. So I think if you're going to see a sleeper team or a dark horse team in the Final Four, it's probably going to be a Big Ten team. Um, but moving on to our Cinderella team. That's the best part of March Madness. I mean, everyone's talking about it. You know, the Loyola's, the Florida Gulf Coast. I think other than the Final Four and the champion, that Cinderella team, that's the thing everyone remembers from every tournament. And my Cinderella, I saved from talking about earlier, it is the UAB Blazers. This team, I was able to watch two games, and they are so fun to watch. That Triple OT game, against middle tennessee was fantastic and then that game against la tech in the championship they took him down jordan jelly walker 40 point game against middle tennessee he's a god one of the best guards in the nation and then that's what you want to see with the cinderella team you either want big fast running dunking guys like a florida gulf coast or you want something like oral Roberts last year with a max abram just a guard and just go off and drop 40 just like Jordan Jelly. <laughs> I love it. Jordan Jelly Walker. That's his nickname. You know, I saw some people on the internet, they were buying jelly donuts. They had, you know, jars of jelly for the game. You know, it's become a whole thing, and I'm buying in on Jordan Jelly Walker. But in all seriousness, with with the, the nicknames and things aside, I like their draw against Houston. I'm just not confident in that conference at all. I think 
they've just been kind of weak. Houston made a run to the Final Four last year, but got their tail kicked, and they're, and they're worse this year. So I think they can beat them. Illinois is just not that strong of a team. I think it would be a chance to beat them. Now, their, their run sadly ends against Arizona, but this UAB team is a team I could see doing some exciting things. I love them as my Cinderella pick here. So my Cinderella pick, I got to say, is – probably going to be Virginia Tech. I don't I don't really have a double digit seed that's making it into the Sweet 16, which is kind of sad. Um that's that's just because I'm terrible at picking upsets, I'll admit. I mean, it, we're we're all way dumber than we think we are here, but I I've never been one to pick upsets uh regularly. Uh but yeah, I think VT Definitely has a good shot against Texas. I, I think that will probably be one of the most picked upsets in this tournament. Uh, Purdue, I think, is one team that they could potentially beat. Um, so I, I could. There, there's definitely a possibility there, and I, I, I don't, I don't see them beating Kentucky. So I, I think they're a potential Sweet 16 team. But you know, I, I just. I just feel very wrong picking a lot of these upsets, even though I'm already going to be very wrong when the day comes. <laughs> yeah. You guys alluded to my pick earlier. Um, I'm going South Dakota state. Um, I'm really hot on this team just because they've been playing electric offense all season long. They have been one of the top scoring teams in the nation. They have a matchup against a weakened Providence uh, in their first round. And picking up a win against a four seed like Providence from Tough Big East, I think can give these guys a lot of confidence that will push them deep. And I gotta I gotta shout out my boy AJ Michael, who in like the first grade, he went to March Madness, he went to one of the games, and he brought back a South Dakota State Jackrabbits shirt. And I've remembered that ever since. And I think it's a good omen for this team, and I think they're gonna do quite well. Sounds good. I think that's a team that we can all agree on has a good chance, at least in the first round. Um, But let's finish off this bracket show here with our champion picks. I've been going back and forth. I may or may not have made five brackets already. You know, obviously I have one with Tennessee winning because we're Tennessee fans. I think they have a chance. And, you know, I've really kind of come down to Gonzaga and Kansas. And guess what? Gonzaga just can't win championships. Kansas is my champion. So my champion is going to be Arizona, I believe. Um, so I, I've picked them in the past, and I, I I honestly feel really stupid for picking a Pac-12 team to win the national championship, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they lose the against a 16 seed, obviously. I, I don't think they're Virginia. Um, can't rule it out, though. Um, TCU, I, I think, is one that they'll win as well. Brian Slokey uh, liked that, though. Yeah. And then it's I top score in the country. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think, I think whoever they play in the Sweet 16 matchup, I, I think will probably be Illinois or UAB. Um, I, I don't see either of those teams, uh, with a chance against them. Arizona will be mad about that, uh, Elite Eight or the, the early, the early season matchup against Tennessee. So I think they'll go in with some motivation there that I I see them beating Tennessee in the elite eight. Uh, I think they'll catch Iowa in the final four. And honestly, I I don't think Iowa's going to do it. I think all good things come to an end when it comes to sleeper picks. 
So I, I definitely have Arizona winning that one. Um, I actually have them playing either Baylor or Gonzaga in the championship. I don't know why, but I, I kind of like Baylor to go to the final four for some reason. And Gonzaga, you know, we see it all the time. They're going to, they're going to end up winning enough games to get themselves either into the final four or the championship, but they're not going to finish uh, like you mentioned earlier, Keegan. So I like Arizona to win the whole thing. I don't know if it's going to happen. I really hope it happens, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm honestly hot on both your guys' picks because I do agree with the sentiment that Gonzaga doesn't really win championships. And I do like the pick for Kansas. Kansas has looked good coming towards the close of the season. And the Arizona pick, provided their offense plays well, they are probably the best team in this tournament uh, offensively, I would say. Are you going to do it, Dom? How did you know? (laughs) He's going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> How did you know? Okay, I gotta go with UT Tennessee. I just I'm really hot on our guys. I'm really hot on them. They've been on fire at the end of the season. They've played in important games nonstop, and they've picked up wins in these important games. Especially like the the final stretch of their season was incredibly difficult, and they picked up a win in all these important games. And then they win the SEC tournament for the first time since 1979. This UT team has been hungrier than any of the other top teams out there and honestly this is a year where i feel like the top teams are good and they're they're great but they're not special i don't feel like there's any top teams in this march madness tournament that are truly special i don't feel like there's any legendary college basketball teams right uh this year and so honestly the funniest part about this is I'm changing my mind on Kentucky at the end of the season. I see UT playing Kentucky in the national championship. And I honestly, part of it is I think it'd be incredibly fun, but I also think that Kentucky's making it out of their side. will end up playing Gonzaga more than likely. And against Gonzaga, I do think that Kentucky just has the strength advantage and the height advantage. And I think that they're able to add Gonzaga out for a win there. But yeah, UT, the toughest opponents are going to be Villanova, which I do believe UT can beat Villanova, um, especially with Villanova having some rough offensive looks. UT is just going to make that so much harder with how good our defense is. And Arizona, if there's a team that can shut down Arizona's offense, it's UT's defense. And we beat them before in the regular season. I like to see them win it again. But Kansas, that's going to be a really tough game that I can see go either way. And I think the winner of uh, that game is the winner of the championship. Uh, but I do think that uh, I, I just have faith. I just have faith in UT and I think they're going to be able to edge it out. Yeah. Um, I mean, you did pick them in the SEC tournament when neither and of us was did right. and they did it. So, so maybe your good luck on that part. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be our show. I know I'm super excited for these next whatever I guess six days. I mean, Tuesday and Wednesday won't be super exciting, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are awesome. I mean, you just get to sit in front of a wall of TVs, hopefully at a, a bar or restaurant. You get to see every game. You're just watching your bracket, watching your bets, just having a great time watching basketball from dusk till dawn. So going to be a great couple of days. And, and then we'll be back uh, next Tuesday to kind of break all these games down uh, and see how wrong we were. So thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you next week.
Shine! 